This week from GNC Week in Review, powered by Geek News Central. Yahoo has a revised settlement payout. Apple no longer charges you to transfer your data. Congress does not want you to file your taxes for free. It now may cost you to do so. Plus, Walmart is expanding their in-store tech. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week. And it's Friday, April 12th, 2019. My name is Kirk Corliss, and this is episode 20 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. And please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast app for Android, or on TuneIn, Spotify, and Stitcher. Get connected with GNC, get connected with GNC WIR, <clears throat> excuse me, get connected with GNC WIR, be it on social media or email at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. We're going to jump in in the tech news from this week and from geeknewscentral.com. And there's a lot of tech news. I got a huge album block of news from Apple, government and tech news, and so much more. So we're going to dive in with Apple first. And if you have a ton of files, you if you have a ton of files you need to move to your new Mac, you're in luck. Apple quietly did away with a $99 fee it charges to migrate data from your old Mac to your new computer. The policy change, which went into effect on April 2nd, was first reported by Tidbits. From now on, if you purchase a new Mac or take your Apple, take your computer in repair, in for repair, excuse me, Apple will transfer your data for free. If you prefer just to do it yourself, Apple has some easy-to-follow instructions, and I'll have a link in the show notes from Engadget on those instructions. Researchers at security firm Lookout recently discovered an iOS version of Exodus spyware that typically targets Android devices. Before you go wiping your iPhone to ensure you aren't being spied on, it's worth noting that the iOS version of malware has only been found in third-party third-party app marketplaces and hasn't made its way into the walled garden that is Apple's official app store. According to Lookout, Exodus for iOS was found in a number of phishing sites that were designed to trick customers of mobile carriers in Italy and Turkmenistan. The spyware was determined to be a stripped-down port of the Android version. If this, if this, if installed on a device, the malicious software can steal contacts, photos, videos, and audio recordings, GPS information, and device location data. An attacker can use the app also perform an on-demand audio recording or on-demand audio recordings. The iOS variant of Exodus uploaded the stolen information to the same server as the Android malware, suggesting a direct connection between the attacks. So it's best to stick to Apple's official app store to avoid falling victim to spyware. On 9 to 5 Mac, it's reported that it's been able they have been able to confirm with sources familiar with development of the next major version of Mac OS, likely 10.15, that the system will include standalone music, podcasts, and TV apps, but it will also include a major redesign of the Books app. They also got uh, an exclusive look at the icons for the new podcasts and TV apps on Mac OS. The new Books app will have a sidebar similar to the news app on a Mac. It will also feature a narrower title bar with different tabs for library, bookstore, and audiobook. Audiobook store, excuse me. 
On the library tab, the sidebar will list the user's books, audiobooks, PDFs, and other collections, including custom ones. The new, uh, the new music, podcasts, and TV apps will be made using Marzipan, Apple's new technology designed to facilitate the porting of iPad apps to the Mac without too many code changes. It's not clear whether the redesigned book app, Apple Books app, will also be made use will also be made using the technology. But given that the redesign came to iOS first and its usage for the other apps, it's likely that this new books app will also be using UIKit. Over on MakeUseOf.com, I have a link up in the show notes on how you can build the perfect Mac on the Apple's website. Um, it'll start off with um, basically going uh, with the uh, the the uh, go beyond the basics with a um, excuse me with uh, the processors. There is the um, CPU speed, uh, dual core, dual core, quad core, the memory, disk type, and sp- disk space and type graphic cards. So I will link up in the show notes on the details on that on how you can build your perfect uh, your perfect um, uh, your perfect um, perfect Mac. Excuse me. <laughs> in government, in tech news, Senators Mark Warner and Deb Fischer have introduced a bill, the DETOUR Act, or Deceptive Experiences to Online User Reduction, that will bar internet firms with over 100 million active users from tricking you to handling over personal data. Companies wouldn't be allowed to develop interfaces with the, quote, substantial effect of preventing you from making an informed decision. They also wouldn't be allowed to divide users into groups for experiments experiments without consent and couldn't develop compulsive experiences targeted at kids under 13, under 13 years old, such as auto-playing videos. The legislation would also require disclosure of experiments to users and the public at least once every 90 days and would mandate independent review boards for any behavioral or psychological research. The Federal Trade Commission would handle any violation uh, any violations alongside an external registered agency. As Senators Fisher and Warner described Detour, it's about thwarting the, quote, dark patterns that Internet companies sometimes use to goad you into providing data, such as noisy defaults, noisy default settings or making it arbitrarily difficult to choose the privacy-conscious route. The, privers, the providers wind up with a, quote, unfair advantage over users and over users and over users and rivals a result, according to senators. This upcoming Monday in the U.S. is April 15th, and thousands and thousands are filing their tax online for free via the IRS.gov website. Well, sadly, it may soon be legal um, uh, for Americans to file a tax online for free, as both sides are both sides of a frequently fractured U.S. Congress united on this important issue. The move is one of the provisions in the ironically titled Taxpayer First Act, a new bill in Congress that is backed by both Democrats and Republicans and which has passed a critical community committee stage just one week before the U.S. tax, before the US tax filing deadline of this upcoming Monday, April 15th. Under the current bill, the Eternal Revenue Service will be prevented from creating electronic filing software for its own tax system. Instead, the America, the America's 140 million 
140 million taxpayers will be obliged to use fee-charging software from one of the companies that dominates the extremely profitable tax filing market, the largest being TurboTax and H&R Block. The extraordinary measure preventing a government agency from developing software to interact with its own systems is a result of an intense lobby intense lobbying on the part of the software companies who fear that a free IRS filing system would undercut their profits. The provision is the same the provision, excuse me, is a result of more than a decade of lobbying from these software companies. Back in 20, uh, 2007, a bipartisan bill that would limit free filing was induced by the House Majority Leader Eric Cantor, Republican of Virginia. And surprising many, Silicon Valley Representative Zoe Lofgren, Democrat of California, both politicians have received healthy donations from a software company Intuit, makers of TurboTax that same year. Same year, excuse me. John Lewis, Democrat of Georgia, was the main author of the Taxpayer First Act, and the senator has proudly referred to its passing. He said, quote, in a speech, I am very proud of our work to improve taxpayer service, protect taxpayers during enforcement, and enhance the appeals process, adding that it contains lots of, quote, good common sense proposals. Lewis repeatedly referenced low income and modern income taxpayers as being the focus of the bill and how and outlined how it was designed to help them. There is also a companion bill in the Senate that contains the same provision and also has bipartisan backing with Chuck Grassley, Republican of Iowa, and Republican Ron Wyden of Oregon introducing it, or Democrat of Oregon, excuse me, introducing it. A Wyden spokesperson said to the register, quote, again and again, in my service in the Senate, I have battled the tax preparation software industry to simplify filing taxes for the typical American. In fact, the industry spent millions to fight my proposals in two reform in two tax reform bills to allow a simple return, which required the IRS to send any American a pre-filed tax return on request using the agency's tax information. During the debate on the tax during the debate on the tax administration bill, my staff pushed back on a prohibition pro, back on a prohibition prohibition prohibition, I'm probably mispronouncing the word, on the agency competing with the private tax preparation services, and I will continue to push to put will continue to push for my proposal for a pre-filed simple return and the principle that taxpayers should not have to use a private company to pay their taxes online. In addition, the final package reduced the role of private debt collection on the most vulnerable Americans and made a permanent and made a permanent, a highly successful program for low-income taxpayers. Currently, the commercial, currently the commercial tax filing companies offer free filing services through industry group, the Free File Alliance. If the taxpayer earns under a certain income level, currently sixty-six thousand dollars, but critics critics point out that just three percent of Americans use the service, despite around seventy percent being eligible. Just last month, experts. Just last month, experts noted that the free filing program was was failing Americans and should be, quote, substantially improved or eliminated. TurboTax and HR Block also spend millions in advertising each year to pull people toward their products, but the free versions are are notably absent in such material. In return for offering for the free versions, the IRS has in the past voluntarily agreed not to develop its own software. The current bill passing through Congress would make that agreement in, would that would make that agreement the law rather than voluntary blocking the, blocking the IRS from ever offering such a service again.
In other and finally wrapping up in the government in tech news, Twitter late Twitter late Tuesday evening removed a video tweeted out by President Donald Trump's official account because it contained music from Warner Brothers Pictures' Dark Knight Rises, the final film in Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. According to both The Hill and BuzzFeed News, the producers of the short clip did not acquire the license to use a song, resulting in Warner Brothers filing a copyright claim. Twitter then removed the video hours later for violating its policies around copyrighted material. The video is designed to remind viewers that Trump was an underdog in 2016, but for some reason features clips of comedians Rosie O'Donnell and Amy Schumer, as well as the leader of North Korea, interspersed with clips of Trump at various rallies and public meetings at the White House and elsewhere. And it is set to Hans Zimmer... Zimmer's, excuse me, Why Do We Fail, the 11th track from The Dark Knight Rises soundtrack. Warner Brothers did not respond to a request for comment. Twitter did not respond to a request for comment. The removal is notable because it appears to be only the second time Twitter has taken official action against Trump on the platform. Despite numerous apparent violations of policies around harassment, threats of violence, and other content rules, Trump has regularly flouted Twitter's rules with almost no repercussions, with Twitter claiming that the president's tweets are inherently newsworthy and therefore protected under ambiguous exemptions. The company... Uh, says in a, in a blog post published in 2018, "quote Elected world leaders can play a elected world leaders play a critical role in that conversation because of their outsized impact on our society. Blocking a world leader from Twitter or removing their controversial tweets would hide would hide important information people should be able to see in debate. It would also not silence that leader, but it would certainly hamper necessary discussion around their world around their words and actions. This was after Trump threatened to wage nuclear war against North Korea during a tense ser- tense series of ex- escalation tensions between the US and North Korea to North North Korea leader Kim Jong Un. In the video streaming news uh, video streaming news block and up on geeknewscentral.com, Disney announced that Disney Plus will launch in the U.S. market on November 12th, which is today, 2019, at $6.99 a month. The launch date, uh, excuse me, not today, November 12th, excuse me. <laughs> um, the launch date coincides with the holiday season when many children and some adults have days off. Disney Plus will launch in November with a robust library of theatrical, theatrical and television content, and it's in the first year will release more than 25 original series and 10 original films, documentaries, and specials by some of the industry's most prolific and creative storytellers. Um, the new original titles from Disney Plus include from Marvel Studios, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Marvel's What If?, from uh, Walt Disney Studios, um, Toy Story-based projects, Forky Asked a Question, an animated short series, and the short film Lamp Life. From National Geographic, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, Magic of the Animal Kingdom. From Disney Television Animation, the Phineas and Ferb's Movies, which is a working title. And this list is in addition to previously announced Disney Plus scripted originals that are a part of Disney Star Wars, Marvel, Walt Disney Studios content. Also, all 30, also all 30 seasons of The Simpsons will be available on Disney Plus on day one. Family-friendly Fox titles like The Sound of Music, The Princess Bride, and Malcolm in the Middle. And Malcolm in the Middle will also be on Disney Plus. 
YouTube TV is the latest over-the-top television service to hike its fees, which is going up to $50 per month for all customers, which is a 25% or 40% increase depending on a customer's existing subscription package. The new pricing kicks in after YouTube signed a multi-year carriage deal with Discovery for YouTube TV, covering linear programming and access to nearly 50,000 on-demand titles. On April 10th, which was this past Monday, um, YouTube TV, uh, excuse me, I believe last Monday, let me just look at the date calendar real quick, on April 10th, which was Wednesday, sorry, (laughs) Um, YouTube TV will launch eight Discovery-owned networks, Discovery Channel, HGTV, Food Network, TLC, ID, Animal Planet, Travel Channel, and Trend. Own uh, Oprah's Oprah Winfrey Network will launch on YouTube TV by year end. Under the new pricing, YouTube uh, TV will cost. Uh, excuse me. Under the new pricing, YouTube TV will cost forty nine dollars ninety nine cents a month. That's effective. That was effective April tenth. For new customers, that's up from $35 per month when under the original YouTube TV plan launched in 2017 and up from $40 monthly for uh, subscribers who have signed up in the past year. Existing subscribers will see the new pricing in the first billing cycle after May 13th. The price for YouTube TV consumers built through Apple will be $54.99 per month. Netflix now and the following wrapping up in the um, in the uh, video streaming news and video streaming streaming news block. I don't know if this is really really streaming or this is really music streaming, but <laughs> Netflix announced that it's partnering with Sirius XM to create a twenty four seven streaming radio channel that will feature clips from Netflix stand up specials. Netflix is a joke radio, first promised last year, will launch for Sirius XM's XM Select and XM All Access subscribers starting uh, this coming Sunday, April 15th. The streaming only station will only be available will be available through the Sirius XM app online in vehicles with Sirius XM 360L radio. The channel will highlight sets from Netflix stand-up specials, which includes content from John Mulaney, Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, and tons of others, including more controversial figures like Louis C.K. and Aziz Ansari, clips from other Netflix comedy, pro- Netflix comedy programming, such as, David Ten- such as David Letterman's talk show. We'll also play on Sirius XM. Netflix plans to use the channel to debut bits from upcoming specials that will be available on their streaming video service. The company also plans to create uh, the, the company also plans to create original content, including a daily show that will feature celebrities and comedians discussing hot topics. Yahoo is back in court again. The company, once one, once known as, and to be honest, I never knew this, Jerry's Jerry and David's Guide to the World Wide Web, has submitted a revised summit package to Judge Judy to Judge Lucy Coe in the California Northern U.S. District Court. The settlement, if accepted, would apply to Yahoo's small business and personal email account holders in the U.S. and Israel. Back in January, Coe struck down Yahoo's first proposed proposed settlement package, 
ruling that too much of the payout was being earmarked for attorneys rather than the 3 billion customers who had their data fall into the hands of hackers. The revised settlement would see Yahoo agree to pay $117.5 million to cover damages as well as credit monitoring for any of the class action members. Another $30 million would be earmarked to cover attorney fees down from the $35 million in the ill-fated first settlement attempt. The named plaintiffs in the case who represents represented 896 million of, of Yahoo's personal and small business email customers exposed in the hack will be able to claim up to $7,500 for themselves. Everyone else will have to settle for two years of credit monitoring or a one-time cash payout. For small for paid and small business accounts, the payout could be a high could be as high as five hundred dollars, or twenty five percent of what they paid for their Yahoo email service between twenty twelve and twenty sixteen. Free email customers that don't want credit that don't want credit monitoring or already bought their own can instead claim a one hundred dollar payout. In making the case for the settlement, Yahoo notes that the cost of the credit monitoring service over two years will exceed the cash payout, and there's no limit on how many customers will be able to enroll. Walmart is doubling down on its technology innovations in its brick-and-mortar stores in an effort to better compete with Amazon. The retailer announced the expanded rollout of several technologies, ranging from in-store pickup towers to help customers quickly grab their online orders to floor-scrubbing robots. These jobs were, in many cases, previously handled by people instead of machines. The retailer says it will add to its U.S. stores 1,500 new autonomous floor cleaners, 300 more shelf scanners, 1,200 more fast unloaders, and 900 new pickup towers. The Auto C floor cleaner is programmed to clean and polish the store floor after the area is first prepped by, is first prepped by associates. Uh, publicly introduced last fall, the floor cleaner uses assisted autonomy technology to clean the floors instead of having an associate ride a scrub machine, a process that today eats up two hours of employees' time per day. Built in partnership with Rain Corp, Walmart said in December it planned to deploy 360 floor cleaning robots by the end of January 2019. It's now bumping that rollout to include 1,500 more this year, bringing the total deployment to 1,860. The Auto S shelf scanners, meanwhile, have been in testing since 2017 when Walmart rolled out 50 robots U.S. stores. It's now adding 300 more to production to reach a total of 350. These robots are produced by California-based Bossa, California-based Bossa Nova Robotics and roll down aisles to scan prices and check the inventory. The robots sit in a charging station until given a task by an employee, like checking inventory levels, see what needs restocking, identifying and finding misplaced items, or locating incorrect prices or labeling. In the back room, Walmart has been testing fast, unloader, fast unloaders that are capable of unloading a truck of merchandise along a conveyor belt in a fraction of time it could be done by hand. The machines automatically scan and sort the items based on priority and department to speed up the process and direct speed up the process and direct items appropriately. Unloading, the company noted early in testing, was also a heavily disliked job and once and one had trouble keeping staffed. 
Last summer, Walmart said it had 300, had 30 unloaders rolled out in the U.S. and was on pace to add 10 more a week. Now, 1,200 more are being added to stores, bringing the total to 1,700. The pickup towers have also been around since 2017 when they arrived in 200 stores. A, some, a, sort of, a sort of vending machine for online orders, the idea is that customers can save on orders by skipping last-minute deliveries as shipping to a store costs Walmart less. Customers then benefit by getting a better price for, by not paying for shipping and could get their items faster. In April 2018, Walmart rolled out 500 more towers into U.S. stores. It's now adding 900 more, which will see 1,700 total towers in use across its stores. The company claims all this tech will free up its employees time from focusing on the, quote, more mundane and repetitive tasks so they can serve customers face-to-face. The customer also, the company also said that many of the jobs it automated were the, the company also said that many of the jobs it automated were those it struggled to find, hire, and retain as shows they to do, and by taking a routine by taking out the routine work, retention has improved. A Walmart, a Walmart spoke a Walmart spokesperson said, quote, what we're seeing so far suggests investments in store technology and shaping how we think about turnover and hours. The technology is automating pieces of work or tasks rather than entire jobs. As it's happening, we have been able to we have been able to use many of the hours being saved in other areas of the store, focus more on service and selling for our customers. He continues, uh, the per- spokesperson continues, excuse me. We have now added over 40,000 jobs for the online grocery picking role in stores over the last year and a half. These jobs didn't exist a short time ago. The results so far, we've seen our U.S. store associate turnover reduced year over year. The tech announced today will roll out to U.S. stores soon, but didn't provide exact dates. Cyber risk management company Tenable analyzed the Verizon Fios Quantum Gateway Router, and by 2018, December 2018, excuse me, it identified three vulnerabilities. The most serious of them tracked as CDE-2019-3914 impacts the product's API backend and allows an authenticated attacker to ex- execute arbitrary commands with root privileges. Tenable excuse me, Tenable explained an advisory quote, this issue exists due to the way firewall access control control rules are processed. Specifically, the vulnerability can be triggered by adding an access control rule for a network object with a crafted host name. A, an attacker could deplete this flaw to gain complete control of a router and visibility into other devices connected to it. The firm noted that millions of impacted devices are being deployed in homes across the United States. The vulnerabilities were reported to Verizon in mid-December 2018, 2018, and the vendor patched them with the release of firmware 02.02.00.13 on March 1st. Verizon has been rolling out the updated firmware to devices via their auto-update mechanism, but the company but the company says it's still working to push the updates to a small fraction of impacted systems. Verizon has urged customers to ensure that the routers are, version, are running version 02.02.00.13 of the firmware and to contact Verizon for more information if the latest update has not been installed. In Facebook news last year at F8, one of Mark Zuckerberg's major announcements was Clear History. 
which was touted as a way for Facebook users to have the ability to delete their account history. It was a prom- it was promised to arrive last year and then was delayed until spring 2019. Unfortunately, however, it's apparently been delayed even further at an event at Facebook on Wednesday to go over the company's latest integrity efforts. VP of Integrity Guy Rosen said that the clear history feature has been pushed to fall this year. According to Rosen, the reasoning behind this is because the team wanted to ensure that's done the right way. He says, quote, we're working to re-engineer, we're working to re-engineer our systems and how we process data is that we can do it right. That's why it's taking more time than anticipated. In other Facebook news and on GeekNewsHunter.com, there's a post on about Facebook's Watch Party. Now, Facebook created Watch Party as a way for people to watch videos on Facebook together in real time. It was intended to turn it was intended to turn watching videos into a social activity. However, according to Business Insider, Watch Party is popular pirates who use it to run illegal movie marathons. The intended purpose of Watch Party was to allow Facebook users to host a video watching party with friends. Everyone involved can watch the video simultaneously and comment or ra- react in real time to watch to what they are watching together. People can use watch time to watch funny videos together or to watch a video of family members' graduation together. Business Insider found that pirates are using Watch Party in a way that does not appear to be legal. Instead of hosting content they own or that is legally free to view, they are watching copyrighted content like movies and TV shows. Business Insider noted that this type of copyright infringement has in the past been a solitary activity. Someone illegally downloads a movie and watches it by themselves. Watch Party enables pirates to gather together to watch an illegally downloaded movie. A security flaw may be hiding in that confirmation email you get after booking a hotel room. A Cinematech study of more than 1,500 hotels found that 67% of them were unwittingly leaking guest personal information. The hotels in the study were spread across 54 countries, including the U.S. and Canada, and even some in the EU, despite strict GDPR projection protections. They ran the gamut in quality too, from two-star motels to five-star beach resorts. The main issue involved the main issue involved booking confirmation emails, according to a Symtech Symtech principal threat researcher, Candid Candid Weest Weest W-E-E-S-T. Many of the messages include an active link that direct to, that directs to a separate website where guests can access their reservation hanging, having to log in again. The booking code and the guest email are often the URL itself, which in, a, in and of itself isn't a big deal. But like many businesses, hotels share your personal data with third parties, meaning that your booking code and email are visible, visible that are visible to them as well. The attacker will only need to access your to your booking code and email in order to find your address, full name, cell phone number, passport number, and other highly sensitive information. Symantec also found that a small number of hotels didn't encrypt the links and confirmation emails, giving attackers another window of opportunity. A Symantec spokesperson told Engadget, that the company contacted the hotels that they had that had a security flaw, and that most, but not all, the hotels were taking measures to fix it. Symantec would not disclose which hotels were named in the study, but said it looked at a total of 45 different websites, including boutique hotels and major chains, with hundreds of hundreds of locations covering more than 1,500 more than 1,500 hotels. Covering more than 1,500 hotels. Now, what can you do in the meantime to 
to guard to your guard your privacy? Well, Symantec advised that people use a VPN to change their re- hotel reservation when connected to public Wi-Fi. Also, you can check the email, check the URL of your confirmation link to see if your booking details are exposed. This week, more than 4,200 Amazon employees called on the company to rethink how it addresses and contributes to a warming planet. The action is the largest employee-driven movement on climate change to take place in the influential tech industry. The, uh, the worker says the company needs to make firm commitments to reduce its carbon footprint across its vast operations, not make, not make piecemeal or vague announcements. And they say that Amazon should stop offering custom cloud computing services that help the ga- help the oil and gas industry find and extract more fossil fuels. The goal for Amazon's leaders and employees is that, quote, uh, says Rajit Epiktar, I'm pronouncing his name, uh, he's a software, uh, software engineer at Amazon Retail Business. He says, quote, that climate change is something they, is something they think about whether, about whenever a business decision, whenever a business decision is being made, we want to make Amazon a better company as a natural extension of that. The letter adds support for a new tactic among among activist tech, activist tech workers using the stock they receive as compensation to agitate, agitate for change. Like other shareholders, they can file a resolution urging a particular corporate change that investors vote on at a company's annual meeting. Historically, this approach has been used by outside activists, activist investors, not employees. The Amazon employees signed the letter who made their names public are pushing Amazon to approve a shareholder resolution that will force the company to develop a plan to address its carbon footprint. The resolution was filed more by more than two dozen current and former employees late last year, and it could come up for a vote next month. A Amazon spokesman, Sam Kennedy, did not comment, did not comment directly on the letter, but said the company was addressing climate change in many ways. In other related Amazon news, this week Amazon started rolling out a new way to listen to the news on. A-L-E-X-A enabled devices. Now, when you want to hear news from your smart speaker in the U.S., you'll be able to ask for long-form news in addition to the short flash briefings that are available. And Gadget reports that audio news content will be available from Bloomberg, CNBC, CNN, Fox News, NPR, Newsy, and Newsy, excuse me, while CNBC and Newsy will also be able to show your show you video content on a screen-equipped ALEXA device. The way you access the new briefings will depend will vary depending on whether you got a already got a flash briefing set up for ALEXA. I don't want to say the full name because I don't want to trigger one trigger ones anyone's devices. <laughs> if you haven't, then you can simply say ALEXA play news, and the voice assistant will ask you to pick your news source for long-form content. However, if you previously set up flash briefings and you'll need to specify an outlet in order to play a long-form briefing, by specifying an outlet and saying A-L-E-X-A, play news from CNN, play news from CNN. Since these new briefings are no longer, since these new briefings are longer and more detailed than the flash briefings that A-L-E-X-A has previously officered, offered, there are playback controls that skip through each new segment. You can change your preferred news provider in the flash briefing section of the app's settings, as, as well as these new, as as well as these long form news briefings. Amazon also, Amazon also recently rolled out a new newscaster for ALEXA, which allows the voice assistant to read out your daily news briefings with a more natural, human like cadence. The long form news, however, features uh, audio pre recorded by each audio 
pre-recorded by each news organization. And finally this week on GNC, WIR is what trending. And first on uh, first up on Google Trends with 10 million searches, plus search, excuse me, scientist Hedwig Cohen. Over on Twitter, trending number one, Star Wars, the rise of Star Rise of Star Workers trailer. I'll have a link out in the show notes to the um, Star Wars Twitter account and the pinned tweet of the trailer that's on top of their page. And lastly, on YouTube, trending at number one with 3.9 million views. It is also Star Wars, the rise of Star War, the rise, the rise of Star. Wow, Star Wars, the rise of Skywalker trailer. Something tells me that Star uh, Star Wars is going to be trending in the top five across Google Trends and Twitter and YouTube for the next few weeks and months on this popular movie franchise. And that is the tech news of the week for Friday, April 12th, 2019. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. I'd love to hear your comments, thoughts, suggestions. Want to say hi at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. And I'll be back next week for another episode of the GNC Week in Review podcast. Till then, I'll talk to you all soon.